Hipster Bricks by Denver Day. The Cost of Doing Business and the Price of Egalitarianism in the 21st Century. Or It Takes Money to Make Money. Part 12. When we sat back down, Julie put down a $10 bill in the bar under her empty teacup and gave me a sort of funny look. And then she glanced at the door through which we had entered and through which she had gone to investigate the welfare of the purportedly piss-happy bum who we saw being hauled off in a police car. You can either watch or you can go wait in the car. But either way, get ready to leave in a hurry, she said. Oh, dear. I thought in my poor old brain. I found a little middle ground to stand on based on her recommendation and went and stood right by the door and then just watched her to see what in the hell she was about to do. I had a little bit of a guess and it turned out to be an accurate forsoothing. And when the barista who had made the somehow universally offensive statement regarding paying customers and such, she may or may not have actually been aware of the payload she had delivered in terms of information, which betrayed her attitude toward people, her job, her station in life, however she said it, regardless. The first woman I'd kissed in I don't know how many years got up on top of her barstool, and although you, it wasn't real obvious because she was on her knees and she looked like a cat with her rear slightly swaying back and forth about to attack, well, from, my pers- from my vantage, is she going to piss on the bar? My poor old brain thought quietly. And when the elitist young hipster came moseying by to take the dishes we had unsuspectingly left and the cash under it, Julie dipped like lightning to her left and her right leg rocketed across the bar with a roundhouse kick which connected solid as could be into the left temple of the barista who dropped to the floor without a sound like a fish. And before the girl hit the floor, Julia had nimbly exited her perch on the stool and was at the door, which I had already backed through in anticipation of right flight. I beat her to the car, barely, and the engines turned over. The engine turned over just as she slammed the passenger door. There was a bit of a small crowd in the coffee shop, but Julie was stealthy and nimble enough in her assault and exit, and you know, people are generally inattentive and even anyone who was watching would be hard-pressed to, based on what they saw, determine forensically who the instigator was, in fact, or really kind of exactly what actually really happened. Julie could have been running for her life, as far as anyone could know, and also people usually have good reason to deliver such a blow if anybody did get a good beat on it. Well, there are two sides to every story, I said, getting the hell back up onto the highway. <clears throat> I expect we will be just fine provided that we do not ever patronize that establishment again, she said. At least not in person, or not any time soon. Uh, I don't know. That's arguable. Was it the wink or her use of the term paying customer, I asked. Well, all of that and none of it. I expect it was a combination of the two, argue, you know, juxtaposed with the wrong demographic and fueled by the undeniable urge not to waste our sexy bathroom, she, she said. How do you uh, like me now? It's okay. You calculate your risks well enough, I said. I suppose the biggest gamble you made was regarding my reaction. I don't think so, dude. You're pretty obvious, she said. So there you have it. I suppose it's fuck that coffee shop, then I concluded for a while anyway. Donde vamos, then? 
let's go inspect your house, and then we can decide from there, she said, reasonable enough as well. So who are uh, those women you live with? Well, more or less, carbon copies of me, she said. But I get along fine with them both, and they are more or less trustworthy. More or less, she kept saying. It, it's always a challenge to learn how best to politely clone oneself among one's personal community and how to discreetly lay and hatch one's clutch and uh, your roommates. Brains, I said. <coughs> All else fails and just do it in the butt, she said. One of the great Zen Coens, yes. My joint did not offend the new friend, but it's not an offensive place. Anyway, I packed a large gym bag. Just a precaution, you're a little uh, unpredictable. I said, 